All right, guys. I've got Chet White and Cutter Thomason on the phone. Guys, obviously, the 4th of July basically has just finished up. So thank you for hopping on a phone call with me, guys. Yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Pace. Thanks for having us. Uh, well, first thing, let's talk about this 4th of July. How many rodeos you guys get to? Where did it kind of start? And, uh, you know, what? as far as, like, how, how did you guys feel about it? Um, Chet, you want to get started on it? And I'll, I'll just kind of keep – I'll just kind of keep both you guys just bouncing back and forth, but I'll – know what I mean let's, let's let's start with the header yes sir yeah we uh we started off at Prescott and we went to eight or nine rodeos we ended at Mobridge and this was Cutter and ours first time kind of roping together at one headers we went to Reno and stuff like that before but they were just kind of go catch them go get them Prineville Pecos and stuff like that and we did pretty good at those and uh you know, we didn't get to practice much before we, we first came out. And, you know, since I'm my shoulder surgery and stuff, thankfully Cutter, he took a chance on me. And uh, I'm blessed to be able to rope with him this week. And, uh, you know, he, uh, we went, <clears throat> we started off at Pecos, or Prescott, like I said, and we went all the way up north and then kind of north, northeast up here in the Dakotas. And to be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't do a very good job at all this week for him. Uh, I think I spun probably four steers, and I didn't I didn't do a, a great job at all. I I kind of had some trouble, you know, getting my swing back right. Uh, this is you know the first couple rodeos I've been to since I've been hurt and down, and uh, you know thankfully Cutter was pretty understanding about it, and you know we're looking forward to the to the upcoming rodeos and stuff like that, but. The Fourth of July, man, it was it was a lot of fun. We we went to you know a lot of rodeos in such a short amount of days. We did a lot of driving, a lot of late nights, early mornings that kind of ran together, and it was definitely a learning experience. This is I know my first time and Cutter's first time coming out here as rookies, and so you know we learned a lot. We we talked to a lot of people and kind of asked them which way we needed to go and. You know, a lot of people had different opinions. Now we kind of have our own opinion, and it was uh, it was fun, but it was tough. And definitely, I think we can have a better fourth next year going going forward. But it uh, we learned a lot. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's. I'm going to try to give everyone a feel of typically what the Fourth of July looked like this year. Um, you guys started in Prescott, which is basically. Both of you guys come out of the healer's box. It's just completely different feel. Um, it's really hard to get into good cattle over there. It's a tough rodeo to, to do good at in general, just because of the setups. So, so unique, right? Um, but that rodeo pays great. Fun rodeo. Lots of guys love to go to it. And then it's like, there's a really good group of rodeos in Oregon, um, like St. Paul, Lala, Eugene, just kind of dependent, but main, the main one over there is St. Paul. And then, uh, Red Lodge, Livingston, and Cody, Wyoming, Livingston, Montana, and Red Lodge, Montana are all really close to each other, easy to work. I mean, Cody's got 30000 added. It's it's great rodeo. Um, Livingston, kind of the same way, 16000 added. Red Lodge is really good as well. Um, and then it's the Dakotas have, over the last handful of years, have gotten really good. Um, 
between there's and there's a few of them out there, but there's like Belfouche, Kildeer, Mandan, Mowbridge, and uh, you know there's a few more in there like here and there that you can kind of work in like Oakley, Utah is really good. Um, and, you know, there's there's lots of good rodeos, but that's kind of the big group of them, right? That you guys worked in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So we went we went to Prescott on the on the 29th and then we went to Oakley that next night and then we went to Cody and Red Lodge or Cody and Livingston on the same next day and then Livingston the following morning and North Dakota that next day as well and Belfouche, Gildinger and Mobridge. So we went to all those kind of I think next year we'd like to do St. Paul kind of like you were talking about up there in Oregon but we went to all of those except the, the Oregon rodeos and Pinocchio and stuff like that. Yes, sir. Yeah, and that's, I forgot about Canada, but there's a ton of rodeos you guys can work in. And, um, all right, so, so Chip, uh, one more question before I, before I kind of talk to Cutter about it a little bit, but uh, you said shoulder surgery. All right, so, and obviously I got to watch you up a little bit last year and it looked pretty dang good everywhere I was, you know, seeing you at. Um, what happened to the shoulder and, and then kind of getting into it, you know, like it looks like the time frame is pretty tight getting back rodeo. And so how does that kind of affect the, the mindset? What do you, what do you know, what's it like kind of coming back from an injury? Yes, sir. Yeah, no, that's what I had. I, uh, I dislocated and tore my shoulder out before I roped at San Antonio this year. And then right after the semifinals or whatever it was at San Antonio, I had to have surgery and so uh it's been i guess going on four months now or four and a half months i had surgery on march 3rd and and so like it was really quick i ran probably four casts before i came out here and roped a handful of steers with cutter before i came out here probably 15 steers and then we went to reno and so my, my mental game it was i had to stay really sharp uh, i couldn't get down you know, while I was out and watching everybody else rodeo and coming back, you know, the time frame like you were talking about, I, uh, I got told by quite a few different doctors that I wasn't even going to be able to compete the rest of the year. And, you know, I was going to be out, but, you know, just worry about going next year. And since it's my rookie year, I really didn't want to do that. Plus, you know, I've always dreamed of making the finals and winning a gold buckle and stuff like that. And I've waited a long time. I wanted to finish college and, I, uh, you know, I, I, my middle game, I wanted to go and the time frame, it just happened to work out to where, you know, I busted, busted my butt to try to get back. And I did physical therapy every day and coming back was, was essential. And like I said, you know, Reno was the first radio I, I've entered since San Antonio. And so mentally it was, it was, it was pretty tough. And it's been it's been really good this last year or so, and so I felt very confident going into it. But now that you know, over the fourth, you know, you're having to be so fast mentally with the time frame that I was in that I'm just I'm just busting out here spinning steers for cutter and calves, and it's just, I keep going and I give up about it. Chet, like one thing with this, you're doing two events, right? Roping calves and, and and steers, which is pretty dang cool. I think that's a, it's hard to do. It's hard to get it entered and then be ready to go. 
to events, it's probably pretty fun because of how entertaining it is. Like you don't get as much downtime, and I think that's one of the hardest parts about rodeoing is there is a lot of like it does seem like there's a lot of downtime. But uh, one thing you mentioned about these rodeos and the board being tough. Um, for anyone that hasn't really went to them, there'll be spots like Belle Pouche or Livingston or something where like mid fours are last monies in 10, 12 money rodeos or, or 15 money rodeos or I don't know how many they're paying, but it's one of the last bottom checks, right? So it means being short four with a, a like a real barrier on like an outdoor arena. It's great. They're great runs. It really is, and you'll make some great runs that might not get paid, and that's it's very very rare that happens throughout the year. But this is this is one of the weeks that 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 will be the case, and and it's not just one, but it's like four or five sometimes of these rodeos that that kind of do that. And so, uh, give me one more on that like with like the mental side of it you know what i mean with that being ready like knowing like hey you've got to be aggressive and you're probably going to make mistakes and the risk that the team's going to have to make the risk that the team's going to have to take this week is so high you know what i mean so we kind of just talk to me about that that mindset and just being okay how to like how to live with making mistakes but trying to win something at the same time i've always a capper steer first and then not an hour later i run another calf or steer and so say i do bad on my first run can't carry that on to my next run so that my whole life that's helped me a lot you know throughout throughout rodeo and especially this week because like you were talking about you know you go make somewhere else week and you know it's or even and you make a good run so for instance like it <coughs> Like at, at Killdeer, we kind of draw a strong one, steps off to the right. I take two swings. I hit the barrier, cutter kills him first, second hop, and we go five flat. And we made the best run we could make on that steer. And we don't we don't even win a check. We win 11th, and it's a 10-money rodeo. And we thought, you know, we did a good job. But when you look at the results, it's like, man, we, we did awful. And so we, we were excited about our run, but at the same time, we, we didn't place. So we, we had a chance to get down on ourselves, which, you know, I think both of us having big mental game being about, you know, having a strong mental game helped us a lot because we could easily turn that into, that's just as bad as a miss, really. Uh, when you don't, when you don't win money, or you, you know, you didn't do good or you didn't place, but at the same time, we still made a good run. So we had that momentum to, to move forward with. And, you know, like you said, you have to be so aggressive this week. And usually our game plan is I will take one more swing. That way, Cutter can heal them as fast as they can be And was it was both trying to take risk because everything was so fast and everything was so just crazy good like teams were making crazy good runs and 
you know, everywhere we went, I don't think a rodeo was soft. And it just, you know, usually our game plan, like I said, is I'll take one more and he'll throw fast. And we usually have a pretty good run, you know, even if it's jackpotting or at a rodeo, you know, we just try to do our job and make all our run. But this week, it's hard. It's kind of stay in that whenever is going three eight or flat at, at places and you have to be in if sometimes crazy out of the whole you not like this all year and i've never been on here but i know just going to some rodeos that it's never like this and you have to know that you don't get completely down on yourself mentally because if you keep making those runs and missing and missing and missing, you know, you're taking a chance to win, but also if you do connect, it will, it will work at some point, but you just have to kind of keep telling yourself that you're having to take those with risks this week to win. And, you know, every, I dang sure didn't drive all day and all night to try not to win for sure. Just, I don't, I don't want to just go catch and be out of the money. I, we, Cutter and I both came to win, and that's what we're going to do. And we, we're both going to try to take risks. You know, it just it didn't work out for us. And finally, we could get really, really down on ourselves. And but at the end of the week, we we got to come out here and do what we love. Kind of build off you like, hey, this is what we did this year. This is what we can do better next year. And mentally some a lot of people can get really really down and we're just trying to stay really positive about it and keep our head up and not give up and go to the next one for sure right man well kind of what about you as far as um this fourth of july run um what have you learned from like being a healer and, and kind of that mindset at, at these rodeos, um, what's kind of been the, the experience so far? Well, um, it's been a huge blessing. It's opportunity here with you. Uh, good buddy, great. We were up good together. Um, it's, it's been tough. A lot of, a lot of driving, a lot of, you know, like he was saying, you got to have a good, tough mental game because if you don't do good, you can't carry that over into the next rodeo because then, you know, you can't let that affect what's going on next because you just load it off. You got to make a good run at the next one because you know, there's so many guys that are out here that they're too good. If you can't do better than them, you got to draw better than them. You just do what you can with the cow you've got or the steer you've got and then, you know, drive all day, all night to the next one and try to do the same thing over and over and end up it doesn't always work out to, you know, like he said, we both, we're both having to take risks and throw fast. I've asked everything has got to, you know, just melt together and I have a good run to win. And, you know, that's why we're out here is to do that. That's why we're all out here. All these guys that, that rope good. And it, I mean, I've never been out here and I've, I've enjoyed it. It's, it's been tiring it's been exhausting it's been frustrating it's been exciting it's all the emotions that that you can have it's been all of them but i mean it's it's been fun i uh we've learned a lot a lot more than i was expecting to learn and experienced a lot we've had not 
as much luck as we wanted to, not as much luck as we were expecting to, but, you know, we just got to keep our spirits up and just go on to the next one. So what do you think about that as far as when you say like learning um, and kind of taking away, because that's the one thing about really you get a lot of losses in there in general. So as it, right. you know, as these losses kind of happen and like it doesn't go your way, like what has been some of the things you're like, all right, this is what I'm trying to figure out about myself or this is just like, this is how you like learn and improve without breaking yourself down. Right. Well, learning um you know which what rodeos to ride which horse at um where you know which rodeos to you need to enter on this day it's this rodeo first this morning for that slack and perf that night for next year you know just kind of a everything's learning experience this year for us because we've never been out here so asking a lot of questions to you know the veterans of the, of the game and you know what kind of what do we need to be making it what do we need to do different off of our you know our familiar run to make the best run we can based off of the steer that we drew and like at prescott um i've got my my sore horse and my roan out here and i rode my roan at prescott and hindsight 2020 i wish i would have rode my sorrow because He's been to rodeos on the head side, so he's been through a string. And my roan jumped the, jumped the barrier both times at Prescott. And if I would have been thinking, I should have rode my sorrow because he's string, so I'm going to get a better go and not be behind and not be as late. Which, my, you know, Chet's got to go first anyways because he's the header. And I'm going to let him leave a foot or two before I try to leave. But still, you know, I want the best go possible. So by the time he's legal, I'm there. And if he's ready to be healed, I should be healed. I like to throw fast and I'm, I'm more of aggressive style but I couldn't do that because my horse jumped the barrier both times or tried to so you go to each place you try to take something away so, like the learning experience part um, you know knowing which horse to ride at which rodeos and at Prescott I rode my roan and he jumped the barrier both times or tried to, and I wish I would have rode my sorrel. And if I would have been thinking, he's you can he's a good head horse too, and he's been to some rodeos on the head side, so he's been through a string. And I would have had a better go where I was better, had better position going down the arena and could have rode a better corner to heal him faster and a much better shot at winning money if I would have been riding the sorrel. But, you know, just little things like that where next time you can think ahead a little better and be more prepared and minimize mistakes. I got you. What, what about this? You know, um, I, I find this really unique because it's. I've had a few conversations with, with guys, and I think like rodeo and when you're trying to press this hard, like for me, I'm just trying to find a sweet spot. You know, like something that feels real comfortable, but where you're um, where you are aggressive. You know, like you can make take like calculated risks. And you kind of. I get talking to guys, and, and the one thing like Coleman Proctor told me the other day is like. Just don't make too many adjustments. Just don't don't change too much. And I think it's a really right. good way to, to start messing yourself up is trying to change or address too many things, especially when these rodeos are real fast and you have to be so extreme in what you're doing. So as far as like getting advice from 
someone or what, what's been something that's helped you or like things that you've kind of been hearing that you know that, that are helping helping it out right um i agree with that what what coleman said you know find your sweet spot and don't make too many adjustments because when you start doing that you kind of get lost of what you know is your your style and you know if if you need to change something you know act accordingly but don't be too rash on on what you're changing and finding finding a groove and a rhythm and then just kind of going from there it's all you know it's a feel thing because every steer is a little different every start's going to be just a little bit different than the last every arena is a little bit different but just kind of you know sticking to sticking your you know making a game plan what about for you chet what's what's been some advice man that you've kind of received or something that you you kind of like all right this is i'm glad i heard this kind of this conversation yes sir i uh you know like i said doing both events it, you have to stay emotionally contained and not let it get to you and I heard a deal one time where you can't get too high and you can't get too low. So even on your biggest wins, you can't get too high. And even on your your worst losses, you can't get too low. And, you know, I think that's really helped me stay in the middle to where used to, if I won something big, I was all amped up and all excited about it. And then say you didn't do good somewhere else, it'd bring you down so much because you were you were so high off of that win of your past win and vice versa <clears throat> and so trying to stay in that that happy medium mellow type zen state uh throughout throughout the whole time whether you're winning or losing has has helped me a lot and that's what don't get too high don't get too low that that's probably some of the best advice i've ever heard and i uh i try to attain that not only to roping but to everyday life as well I got you. Well, what about, um, I mean, obviously, like, I, I feel like I, I experienced this quite a bit. I, I missed a few, like, right, right here over these rodeos, and I'm upset, of course, after I go. And I, for me, I try to find a way to, like, let it go and then just be good. And and I try not to, to get too mad or, like, embarrass myself when I'm upset, but I just try to, like, like it's okay to be mad do it and then just go on with it you know what i mean think about it like and then move on and and that's worked well for me but i also try to like i said not embarrass myself but just try to make sure that i'm like okay with like knowing that those are the emotions you, you should be feeling because you, you are trying so hard right so for you when when something goes wrong how do you try to manage that like okay like that failure in the moment. So I, I try to give myself about five or 10 minutes after the run, you know, of not, of, you know, you can be upset or disappointed, um, you know, that, that whatever happened, happened. If, if I wave it off a steer or, you know, split the horns or miss a calf or miss string or do whatever, you know, I try to give myself five or 10 minutes right after the run to where you can, you can kind of show, not show those emotions, but have those emotions. And then, you know, it's like a five, 10 minute rule. After that, you can break it down. Further. 
hey, hey, you know, ask your sir, do like, hey, Pace, why, why did I do this? You ask somebody, and from then once you, you know what you did, there's no point in instead of more because it's not going to do any good. And so that's what that's another rule I've attained when something does go my way is. You know, you have those five or ten minutes, you like you said, to handle questions because drive all night, all day, go somewhere, don't do good or don't draw good. You know, there's nothing you can do about it or there is something you can do about it. But after that, there's no there's no point in those feelings or bad emotions anywhere else. So I try to give myself five or ten minutes to deal with those emotions and then five or ten minutes to break down what I did and just go on. Because sitting there and pouting about it's not going to be do any good or bring any more positivity to your next run as well. Right. What about for you, Cutter? Is there what? Do, how do you try to handle those? I try to, you know, if I miss one or rope a leg for money, and I knew, you know, if I wouldn't have made that mistake, we'd be in a lot better spot. I try to lose any frustration or emotion by the time I walk out of the arena because. You know, there's there's always somebody watching you and somebody looking up to you that's that's watching you and, and how you react to something. And if you throw a fit or you have a bad attitude, you know that it stays with them and and you don't want that on your record. And so it's and it you you know if you can just have a fresh mindset and blow it off and have a short term memory about the mistakes you make, you know you're better off on the next one. You know when you're you don't want to you want to lose the the frustration and and everything and so you're not beat down and you've got a fresh mindset and you're always I feel like when you're in a bad spot you're just one or two runs away from being back in in your mojo and having your momentum back back to making good runs yeah I, I like that um, as far as um, mindset goes how do you try to remain positive and and in the process then is it uh, do you go to like a consistent mindset or what, what kind of gives you that the that discipline or what do you what do you try to do with that well um with anything really but man you know with with healing i think just practicing competing how you practice and practicing how you compete you know you put in the work and the hours at home so it's kind of you know just maybe watching some old videos of good runs that felt good that were consistent doing the same thing over and over again or just you know maybe while chet's driving i'm over here with my eyes closed making runs in my mind just doing making minimizing mistakes and making good runs can you know completing fundamentals and everything it's just little things like that add up to where you can kind of you know ease your mind of hey i'm here for a reason i come out here to win and i'm going to i'm just going to do my job do the fundamentals and complete my task and he's going to do his job and together we're going to we're going to make good runs and we're going to win money where we're supposed to win money i like that uh what about this and uh we'll probably start with you chad but you know when you're going to the a few of these radios i'm sure are going to be new to you guys uh, and a lot of the times it's like you'll be you're going to get some runs where you're going to be first second third team out how do you try to decide like 
this is what I see at these different rodeos or how do you try to handle that? Like there's very little information out there that you get to see. You kind of got to get it secondhand or decide with like the measurements or how do you try to, to go with that as far as like moves with that you're going to see if you're a first team out or how do you try to handle it? <clears throat> yes, sir. Yeah, I uh, personally, sometimes I do like being first team out. That way, you know, you don't see anybody else make their run and then you try to imitate them or be faster. You kind of get to see your own run. But like you said, on the start, you know, a lot of these rodeos, they were even or a foot over out here. Well, you know, that's that's somewhere between a point or behind the shoulder, usually, depending on where you're at or what the box is set at. And a lot of times, you know, like we we drove to, I guess it was Belfouche, and we were first out in the slack over there. And I tried to call Jake and Foreman and Ty Arnold to kind of see what what they thought it was but the you know the the perfs changed from the slack and so it was technically like I was basically first out of the rodeo and we drew a strong one and I ended up seeing you know point and got out good on him and he was strong left and I just I didn't do my job and and rope him good enough but like when we go to those I really just try to you know the measurements are the same say it's even I really try to, at almost every rodeo, it's going to be point, point by. And, you know, depending on how your steer looks, you can kind of make a little bit of assumption. But at the same time, sometimes they do the opposite. And so you just really have to trust your gut and and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stick with it. And if it doesn't work out, you can't beat yourself up about it because, you told yourself you were going to do that one thing and if you saw your start and everything was good and say your steer left a little sharper or left a little slower and you broke out or you were late you can't you can't beat yourself up about it mentally and you have to go about it as you know you did what you were going to do and if it doesn't work out you can't you can't beat yourself up mentally and then a lot of times you know you're first out you bring the barrier out you make a good run you know that that kind of sets you up for when you do have a rerun or do are in the top five or top ten of the next rodeo you know you have that mental confidence as well that you can you can get out without watching the whole slack or watching the whole perf and you know that's that's kind of how i go about it is once you get there and once you know the measurements, I'm, you, you automatically kind of already know about how it's going to be. And also, depending on the steers, if you have good friends that you talk to, you know, and, and they know the steers or you kind of talk to the, the contractor and stuff like that, kind of see what they do or if they're strong or if they're fresh or old or, you know, and you just have to you have to trust it. You have to trust it once you get there, and if it works out, awesome. If it doesn't, you can't beat yourself up about it. Being confident is very important, and being able to read the cow. Those, I think those two things lead to good scoring. If you can be confident and trust your read, I think that's that can lead to good scoring. Um, and that's it's tough, man. It's just, you'll, you'll get some spots that pull different and get some different looks and different starts from cattle, and it's... Um, I think that's one of the biggest challenges heading all year is guys that can do that 
it, it's like one of the most like underlooked things. Like no one really talks about it, but it's 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 hard to do, and it can uh, if you can get knocking the barrier out of there a few times, it can be some real good rolls. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I I completely agree with you. If if you miss a barrier at all, you're already already messing yourself up. And uh, if you if you can get a good start right there, I think that sets sets everything up for sure. Cutter, what about for you? As far as like seeing the start and and kind of healing at these rodeos go, has it been something that um, you've had to pay attention to, or is it just like knowing the cattle, or how do you try to approach that? Well, you know, it's a little different as a healer because you you want to get that steer running straight or maybe a step left and always in the left lead because then they're going to handle faster and that means I can do my job faster, which means we can win more money. But, you know, like we go to Prineville, they're running it down a lane and, you know, it's not a shoot. You're not leaving when the gates bang. You're kind of reading the cow off, you know, this 50, 60 foot lane that he's running through and so i um somebody i always talk to and ask questions is wyatt cox he's i look up to him he ropes really really good i feel like our styles are are pretty similar on you know throwing fast and riding kind of to the same spot and healing them and you know he's been there done that he knows a lot more than i do he's got a lot more experience and we're you know we're good buddies so i can i feel like i can always ask him what for for advice and he's always going to help me out and we get to Prineville, and I'm like, hey, you know, what's kind of – he was up before me. I said, what's your game plan here? And he said, well, if they're slower and they're older, then you can kind of push them up towards the left fence a little bit so they're already on the left side and in the left lead, but you don't want to push them too much because there's not a lot of left. But you don't want them to go right because then your header has to go catch them, and then you're out of the money. But if they're faster, then you just want them to run straight because – if they run left and they're going to get to the left wall before your header can get them turned. So it's kind of a, it's a feel thing based off of what the cow's doing and you know, how fast your heel horse is. And if you can get there soon enough, or, you know, it's just, it's a lot of it. I think most of it's a feel, a feel thing and personal preference and, and for your header, how he likes them. Because if, if you can put them wherever he likes them, then he's going to have more confidence in getting them turned and, can set them up better so that you can do your job and right. like at bell right. you know we're first team out we haven't seen anybody go we've always seen his videos from the the perf before and they're always a little bit different in the perfs and the slack and so i really didn't know what to expect somebody told me they were really really strong and ours i was a little bit late and ours was already kind of a step left and so it wasn't crucial that i was up in his eye Hazen him left because he was already there, but you know, we, we had tough luck over there, and then in Oakley, we get over there and the steers look a little bit smaller, not they're a lot more dead than at, at Belfouche. They weren't near as fast, or most of them. Ours was good and softer, and uh, LJ Yaquo, he was, he was after me, one or two teams after me, and he said, hey, we watched the perf last night, or the, the slack this morning. They had a slack that morning. And he said everything was wanting to the right. So, like, really get in his eye and make sure you haze this cow because everything wants to go to the right. And, you know, I'm I'm second or third team out. I had no idea about that. So just, you know, good camaraderie, good buddies that are that are trying to help you out because, you know, you always want to see your buddies do good. You want to beat them, but you want to see them do good also. 
And so that, that really helped us out because I was going to, you know, I was riding my sorrel horse and he's a lot, he covers ground and he wants the inside so bad. You've got to ride him a little bit wider and a little further back so that you can have a better shot sooner. But if I wouldn't have known the steers are going to go right, he wouldn't have went right and we would have been out of the money whether we got him caught or not. Kind of like a kill deer. Our steer beat me to the right. He took, he was in the right lead and he was stronger. So Chet had to take one more. And we got him caught. I mean, we, I think, I feel like we made the best run we could on the steer we had drawn and just, we didn't draw good enough to, to get any money. But I mean, it's, it's all a feel thing on, on getting a start for a healer and trying to set him up for your header so that he can do his job good enough to where you can do your job. And when it all works out, man, there's not much that feels better. Yeah. One, one more healing question for you. Um, so I okay. think we were over there at Livingston Slack together. And uh, I think uh, at least before, I'm not sure, you guys were towards the end of Livingston Slack, right? Like you'd watch. Yes, sir. Yeah, we game. were like two or three from the bottom, I think. Okay. So that Slack, for example, there's 20, 30 teams, maybe even a bit row. And uh it looks like there's a couple of heel shots in there that are borderline crossfires and they don't get flagged out. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. That's just, it's just the way the judge calls the rodeo, right? But when you start seeing right. stuff like that, is that something that you, like, how does that, how do you look at that? Or is there, have you had conversations with healers and what they think um, in those situations? Oh, absolutely. Second jump and they get flagged out, or somebody throws and pin doesn't get flagged out. There's going to be conversations about it before they ride out of the arena. Everybody's looking at each other like, "Oh, did you see that? You know, are you going to change anything? Are you going to start throwing fast now?" And, and personally, for me, ever you know, I throw fast anyways, and everybody jokes about me like, "Oh, you're going to get flagged out if you keep throwing fast like that when you get to the big rodeos." And I just, you know, it all goes back to your mental game and how you prepare your. You know, you can't make adjustments like you were saying that when you talk to Coleman, you can't make too many adjustments because then you start getting out of what you're comfortable with, what you know, you know, what you know you're good at. And really, I don't change anything unless we're at the American at Cowtown. That's the only time that I just, you know, throw when they are going down the pin. That any any other time, jackpot rodeo, I'm not changing anything. Because if I start thinking about it, then I'm going to get off of what I know and I'm going to lose my focus on preparing myself mentally and to do my job physically. I get you. It's, um, I, I would trip myself out if I was healing. I, I, not that I, that I can, but I think that's, uh, that's a really interesting um, thing to have happen, you know, because it's adds a uh, element where you could start thinking about it as the head rope's kind of going on and I think reacting is the best way to be just kind of trusting that and uh, but there's also that that gap in there where the rodeo is so tight you know that pressing pretty hard is probably to your benefit too so it's it's one of those like odd lines that, that have happened and it doesn't seem like it's very often so that was one of those rodeos Right. All right, so guys, um, 
No, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Um, I know that this is uh, this is kind of unique because you got it, you guys are both rookies this year. Um, you know, you, you've been out here road it a little bit, but getting the full the full deal of it in. So, um, as far as like what you've learned, or like if for someone that's gonna be maybe coming out and trying it, or something that you like that's happened that you didn't expect that like no one really told you about. Has there been anything like that so far um, in these first? Basically, about a month in, two, three weeks in, I guess, probably the end of the third week in rodeo. Um, you know, I, I really didn't know what to expect, and so you know, obviously, asking questions to guys like you know Wyatt Cox, Thorpe, Hunter Cook, those guys that have been there, done that, that I'm friends with, that I know I can come to them with, with an idea, and they're gonna, you know, we can talk about it. Um, but it's you know just really having an open mind and being ready for for anything and and then learn mistakes and from the experience and be here for the next trip. yes sir so yeah so you know there's there's certain guys that i talk to out here that you know heading and calf roping that i really trust and i feel like are some of my good friends and you know you were talking about you know have having stuff that we haven't expected or that's been unexpected and stuff like that but you know when you talk to those guys they kind of tell you how the rodeo is going to be or or what the weather's going to be like stuff like that or you know what's going to win here what's there and thankfully you know like cutter said if you if you have some good friends and good people to trust you know they'll shoot you straight and luckily for both of us it's been we've had really good friend out here and I told us straight up how it's gonna be, whether it's good or bad. And and we haven't really had anything unexpected hap- happen to us. You know, we've been driving been gonna do good, not gonna do good at all. You know, we really haven't had anything very unexpected happen. I'm sure as we go on throughout the year that that you know we'll run into some stuff that is unexpected everything but we'll have to hit it head on and keep going and just keep moving and you know thankfully for us we we haven't had anything like that yet but i'm sure it's coming at some point really haven't had anything happen you know like you said us being rookies we don't we just videos rope and see what it's about and we'll learn from it and go about it next year as well so well and it's it's such a good test for yourself right like i think that's the one thing about rodeon um it tests your your mental toughness you gotta you know if you have any questions about what you're doing it you know you'll get the answer all of those and uh and i think it's a really important thing to to do because if it's if it's on your heart to do it and pursue it it's you're you know you're in the fire and i and i like that and appreciate it and i think that's one of the coolest things about rodeo is you know here another two or three weeks four weeks guys will have been been in battle for a while and it'll uh it you'll know a lot about what what your run is what you want to do things that you want to improve on for the next year whatever it is and i think that's it, it's a fun experience man it's, it's hard it's really hard. I know that. I think I'm going to wrap it up. Just I, I know that we don't have a ton of service, so it's kind of hard to kind of keep it going. But let's uh, 
Man, good, good luck with the rodeo. Thank you guys for coming on. I really do appreciate it. And uh, no, just thanks again. It's, it's fun to hear from you guys. Yes, sir. Thank you, Pace. We enjoy- yes, sir. Thank you, Pace. I, I appreciate it a lot.